Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday. <laughs> Feels like a Tuesday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud as always to be presented to you by the place that I was out at today, Two Rivers Ford. You saw the Ford Bronco, the first edition of our Bronco broadcast, a fine vehicle, so many more out there in Mount Juliet at the dealership or online at Two Rivers Ford. Com. Good evening, Buck Rising. How are you doing this evening from Brad West in Memphis, Tennessee? I'm doing well, Brad West in Memphis, Tennessee. Hope you are as well. I hope that you will choose to use the official real estate agent. If you decide to move from West Tennessee to Middle Tennessee, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, the Nashville Predators, and A to Z Sports Prime Time, Gary Ashton, and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at Gary Ashton. Dot com. Johnny Lee says the Bronco was very nice. Yes, indeed, it is. So is getting satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs at Brimac Mechanical. They can do commercial. They can do residential. They can improve your air quality with ductwork. All you got to do is go to Brimac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K. That's Brimac Mechanical. Okay. Uh, DW needs to zip it. The fans aren't failing, says uh, Joey Garland. Well, yeah, so Danny White had some comments about Vol Twitter today, which I thought was interesting. Um, and maybe we'll spend some more time that more time on that over the course of the show because you'll hear from Danny White in the second segment. But ultimately, uh, Larry Ty says, what's up, Buck? I'm not sure of this hire. Can't wait until the 2023 coaching search. And, and a lot of people feel the way that Larry does, right? You hired UCF's athletic director. He went and turned around and hired his old coach at UCF, and it just kind of feels like they didn't have other options, but Danny White said today that they put out one job offer. One job offer to Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel accepted, and that was done. Danny White said today that they got their top candidate. You can believe that if you choose to. I think that's a little foolish. I think that's what everybody says when they hire a new coach, but ultimately, now that Josh Heupel is here, the hype man, as you see on your screen, he needs to be put in a position to succeed because it's going to be an uphill battle for Josh Heupel at Tennessee, given all of the things that he is coming into, be it the NCAA violations, be it uh, attrition on the roster. So many different things that Danny, or that uh, I keep wanting to say Danny Heupel, and I know that's not right. It's Josh. Uh, so many things that Josh Heupel is going to come in here and have to face in his first year, that I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take on a Wednesday night. Who does Vols coach Josh Heupel most need on his staff? Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope, your Two Rivers Ford take on a Wednesday. Now that UCF, uh, now that UCF has reunited on Rocky Top, now he must put himself in a position to succeed. He has been a fantastic offensive play caller down there in Florida. He will also, one would think, have connections, recruiting connections, to the state of Florida. Jay Graham says Ryan McWilliams. Uh, Ryan wants to make sure that running back coach uh, Jay Graham sticks around. Ricky E. Fitzgerald says defensive coordinator. Joey Garland reiterates Garner. He also said Steele earlier in the show. El Boogie 808 says Eric Gray will be great in Oklahoma. I know I saw that today. He went through the transfer portal and he's going to come out on the other side playing for the Sooners. That's going to be interesting. James Perella says, get Tom Herman on staff. Logan Reeves wants him to fire Chris Winkie. The first thing he should do is fire that dumbass, says Logan Reeves. Not pulling any punches here tonight. 
I'm going to let you hear from Josh Heupel at his introductory press conference here in just a second. He's going to kind of tell you what he is looking for, which, you know, you could plug and play really how much how much different it is from, say, Mike Vrabel talking about this kind of stuff or whomever, Coach X, Y, or Z, that you would put in this position. But it's important that you hear from your new uh, CEO of the volunteer program. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford, where I was out broadcasting today, the Bronco broadcast. It went exceptionally well. We thank you for your participation. We also thank you for choosing the best in the business when it comes to the car buying experience in Middle Tennessee. That's Two Rivers Ford located in Mount Juliet. They've been serving the area for nearly 40 years and done it so exceptionally well. Two Rivers Ford is the place that you go and trust with your car buying experience or even just the search process because you know the non-commissioned sales staff is going to take care of you. Buck, who's always clowning on the balls, now has the answers to bring us back to a championship program, says Josh Brown. Well, that's not true. Josh, let, let, here's what I'll say before I let you hear about hear from... Uh, Hear from Josh Heupel. I'm talking about early success. I'm not talking about a championship program. I think the Vols are very, very far away from anything close to that. T. Martin isn't being retained, says Bobby Waldron. Yeah, we'll spend some time on T. Martin more momentarily. Um, what I would say to you is that I look at the Vols, and yeah, I like to have fun with gifts and memes on the internet, and there's, you know, there's my favorite. I'll pull it up now for you. As a matter of fact, because I don't even know how to describe it other than it's two, you know, probably mid-90s Vols fans standing there on the sideline looking very disconcerted. It's among one of my favorite pictures of all time. Every time the Vols lose, I tweet that out today when uh, when uh, Heupel was hired and everybody was pissy about it. I tweeted that out. I like to have fun on the internet. That's not something that I'm ripping on Tennessee. Um, I think that largely I'm, I'm just kind of realistic about where the program is, right? And and looking from it, at, looking at it from an outsider's perspective. That's the thing that I always try to provide to you guys. Um, because sometimes, you know, everybody gets caught up in their favorite sports teams. You 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 think that your team is closer than they might actually be. Um, so it's not really to 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 make fun of the balls or to uh, you know, sometimes it's to make fun of the how how silly they like, for example, three years ago, the coaching search um was laughable. It was nationally embarrassing, and everybody knew that. Uh, but you know. For, for another day, let's focus on what he needs to do to have early success. I'm not talking about championships. I'm not talking about anything that severe. I'm not even talking about beating Alabama or Georgia for that matter. Um, maybe Florida because you would like to beat Dan Mullen, but you know, these things are, these things uh, go as they go. I agree, says Puka Fire. Chris Winky, Jay Graham is going to Bama. Just saw that news. Um, T's gone. Book it, says John Daniel Harley. I don't know about this hire. I'm a Vol for life, but this seems like another useless three years. I'm tired of coaches coming from a non-Power 5 school and think they will have the same success as a lesser tier non-Power 5 school. Well, without without uh, without delaying any longer, let's let you hear from your new head coach and the brand of football that he wants to bring to the University of Tennessee. Uh, we're going to play with tempo here. We're going to be the aggressor. We're going to play with our skilled players out in space. We're going to give them an opportunity to, to push the football down the field. At the same time, if you really watch what we do, we're extremely balanced in our approach as far as running pass. We want to be physical. We want to dominate the line of scrimmage. Those are all things that are going to translate to, to what we're doing here in, in Knoxville. At the same time, that aggressive mentality that we have on the offensive side of the football is going to carry over to what we're doing on the defensive side of the football as well. 
We'll be multiple in all fronts, uh, three-man, four-man fronts. We're going to bring pressure. We want to create negative plays. Uh, I think in, in the game of college football, offensively it's about creating big plays. Defensively it's about creating ne negative plays and getting people off schedule. You put those two things together, you got a chance uh, to have a really successful uh, game plan and ultimately uh, a season. El Boogie 808 says his presence is just meh. Um, you know, you could say say the same thing about Pruitt. You could say the same thing about Butch. But there, there's plenty of evidence of Josh Heupel on sidelines of UCF games, showing energy, showing life, getting the crowd into things. Like he is, you know, on the podium, he's a he's a football coach. On the field, he's a football coach. They're two different, very different environments, and nobody gives a shit if he wins the press conference, right? Like you guys aren't getting caught up in that. I hope not, anyway, because that's silly to do. Nobody cares about. The projecting well and giving a first a good first impression, of course, it's important. Uh, you don't want to have Adam Gase drugged up, googly googly eyes, looking, uh, you know, all around the room. You don't that that is a disaster. But there's there's nothing really immediately to be gained from an introductory press conference. Like Joey Garland on Periscope says, all we want is winning, um, and that's ultimately where they are going to have to start because they're going to have to start stacking success. And they're going to have to start building a staff. That's the first place that you start when it comes to Josh Heupel. I trust him to be offensively inclined. I trust him to be able to handle that side of the football. What we have seen at UCF is that his defenses struggle. His defenses remind you of, of something of the Big 12. What he needs to do more than anything at this point is create a staff that will put him in the best position to succeed early. And that involves, at this point, if you can't keep Jay Graham, if you're going to fire Chris Winkie, the person who's just recently come in-house, who can help them the most, it's Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele needs to be retained. He was going to be in an advisory role on the defensive side of the ball under Pruitt. Now, I think that he needs to either be the defensive coordinator or he needs to have a very, very heavy influence into that side of the ball. We do not yet know who Heupel is going to finalize on his staff. I think, as James Perella says on Facebook, I think he should keep Steele and be the D.C. I hope it's not the Titans 2020 defense bad, says El Boogie 808. Put guys in the NFL, says Ryan. I, I worry, you know, what What? What does put, putting guys in the NFL means you have good talent? Good talent, ask Ole Miss and A.J. Brown and Dalton Knox and, uh, and, and D.K. Metcalf. Talent doesn't always win you gains. Jeremy wants them to clean house. Uh, how about Pruitt to the Jets, says C. Smith 0607. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I'm shocked. Jeremy Pruitt is going to go live in Manhattan. Can you imagine what that would look like? Apparently, he inherits a DC, says Craig Harp. Well, that's not necessarily so, right? He uh, Steele was there before, uh, before uh, Heupel was. And so now he has to decide, Josh Heupel does, whether he wants to retain or whether he is going to try and retain some of the people who are under contract under Pruitt. You've seen attrition already. You've seen guys who won't be retained. Kevin Steele is different because he was just recently hired. Now it's up to Josh Heupel to decide whether he's worth retaining. I personally think that that is going to be the case. Who's the best option if he doesn't retain Steele, says Jay Ginn, 1704. That's an excellent question um, and one that I do not want to uh, – I do not want to uh, – I, I don't want to give you guys uh, – I don't want to answer a question if I don't have – the answer to the question. So I would I would not have a good answer to the best option if he doesn't retain Kevin Steele. I think there's a lot of different places that he can look. I think there are a lot of assistant coaches around 
you know, power five, non uh, group of five schools that he can pull from. But I would be, uh, I would be, you know, it would be ignorant for me to say that I know I have the answer to that, Jigan. So I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to straight, you know, I'm just not going to lie to you. Uh, I just hope he's a quick learner on how to recruit, says Logan Reeves. Well, that's a big part of this. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. Jeremy says the players seem to like him. I mean, the ones that are staying, right, they're responding well to him on social media. They're tweeting. They're being uh, effusive in their support. Charlie Strong says DeMarie. Well, I actually think Charlie Strong is going to, uh, last report I saw is that Charlie Strong was going to Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. Uh, to be the Jaguars, uh, to be the Jaguars, DC, which would be funny. It's the AAC, so no one plays a lot of defense in our conference, says Ronnie Sneed. Who's the best offensive coordinator option, says Jake Reeves. Well, honestly, I think Heupel, uh, I think Heupel would call the plays. At least that was my understanding based on how things went today. And I'll have to go listen to, to, the, to the question and answer portion of the press conference. Where did To'o To'o go? Says El Boogie. Well, he's in the transfer portal, but he's not. Uh, he's not yet chosen a new landing spot. Uh, those New York New Yorkers, says Chad Hogue, won't understand. Ike, let's get hyped up about Hypel Air Raid, says Chad. He already said today that he will call the play. Says Daniel Pyro. Yeah, I fully expected him to. Um, I think that he will. He will thrive uh, in in this with with guys like Caden Salter. Uh, I think that they are going to be in a good spot with the quarterbacks that they have both on the roster and coming in. Anyone's uh, going to say something about, I think he took over Scott Frost team. Am I wrong? Buck says Josh Lee. No, he did take over Scott Frost team and he won after Scott Frost left. In fact, I think his worst year, I'll have to go back and look at his records. Um, but 28 and eight in three years as the head coach uh, from the front uh, of UCF. And yes, he did replace Scott Frost. His worst year, I believe was right out of the gate after Scott Frost left and then continued to build on the success with the players that Scott Frost did recruit. So you cannot, you cannot discount that by any stretch of the imagination, but at least he's competent with talent from uh, 2020. He was six and four, 12 and one the first year. Okay. Forgive me. I, uh, I, I must've, I must've flip-flopped my, uh, my, uh, my, I'm sorry, my information (laughs) is what I'm looking for. 12 and one in the first year, six and four, in the in the uh, in this most recent year, which is problematic, right? Recruiting is something that's a problem. So that's something we're going to talk about coming up next. What is more important in year one for Josh Heupel? Recruiting success, particularly in state, or a signature win? Recruiting success or uh, or a signature win in year one? What do you value most from Josh Heupel as the University of Tennessee head coach? Because it is clear and obvious that he did struggle with recruiting after Scott Frost left. It's something that everybody has noted. Recruiting all day, every day, says B Groom, as does uh, Joey Garland there on Periscope. Ronnie Sneed saying, uh, oh, you guys are moving fast in the comments. Uh, recruiting all day, recruiting for long term, says Matt King, KPS. We change coaches like I changed my baby's diaper, Josh Lee says. Well, you know, at least... At least you found one, and at least you know who the guy's going to be moving forward. That's, I mean, you know, honestly, it's the best thing that you can ask for. Clark Brandon says, signature win in the SEC gets recruits. We'll take more of your comments here in a second. I'll give you mine, and then you'll hear from Danny White momentarily, right after I remind you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the official real estate agent of not the Vols, but the Titans, the Preds, and Primetime. I trust the Ashton team with all of my real estate needs and investments. 
GaryAshton.com is where you go. You can find out more about their guaranteed local offer program. They pride themselves on being local. They are in Nashville. They work for Middle Tennesseans. They are not coming in from out of state, out of market, to try and poach Nashville real estate business. They are going to work for you because they are a part of the community and they support local sports and local sports talk shows. GaryAshton.com, and you can do like I did, get your dream address without the stress. Signature win for Clark, uh, Clark Brandon. I give up, says Jeff Stokes, anchor down. That's pretty funny. Somebody asked me today, somebody asked me today whether I thought Vandy of the Vols ended up making the best head coaching hire, and I was talking with my buddy Ryan Hurd, uh, the, the husband of Marin Morris, um, and, and who, who himself is a singer and songwriter, very successful one. And he, he had made a joke about, uh, that, that he thought it's so funny that the two guys, and I know it was Scott Frost when they were the, the, the national champions at UCF, but Danny white, the champion, the, the fake national champs coming to coach the champions of life. So I said for I, I, ironic purposes and comedic purposes, the balls by far. There's nothing funny about Clark Lee. There's nothing interesting, it seems, about Clark Lee. And also, he's going to Vandy. Like, it's just kind of, you know, it is what it is. But for, you know, for 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 content purposes and for intrigue, you got to go with the Vols every time, right? They're, they're just the biggest, baddest thing in town. Harrison Bailey already said he's ready to roll, says Jeff Holtzclaw. Who can he hire for recruiting, says Matt King? Well, nobody from the previous staff because they're getting hit with heavy recruiting violations. Show, not shower says Nicholas uh, Dil- Dylan. I'm not sure uh, what that means, show not shower. Uh, so we're uh, we're so we're so UCF North interesting, says Greg Harpin. It, indeed. Blake Sanders says it all depends on the assistance. Well, for me, you know, the thing that I kind of go back, I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to listen to the full press conference at least twice today, once in the car on the radio on my way out to Two Rivers Ford, and then once again before uh, before sitting down and talking with you guys. You know, I thought that Danny Danny White, the new athletic director, who has now hired Josh Heupel twice in his coaching searches, one for UCF and now for the University of Tennessee, I thought that it was interesting the way that Danny White kind of talked about Josh Heupel, and I think it lends itself into what I think is going to be more important in year one between heavy, strong recruiting or a start on strong recruiting or a signature win. Here's Danny White. Uh, some characteristics they're looking for. Uh, and a head coach, they talked about uh, a little bit of confidence, a little bit of juice, and a little bit of swagger. And uh, that's something that uh, we, we have in spades, and they'll, they'll continue to have in, at UCF in their football program. And that's something that, that you'll see uh, in Josh Heupel, the staff he'll build here, uh, excuse me, the staff that he'll build here, and, uh, and how we carry ourselves as, as a football program. Uh, kids are excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I think you guys are going to like the brand of football you see. So the brand of football is not just for the fans, not just for the university, not just for Danny White or Dondi Plowman or Randy Boyd. It's for the kids who want to play in the system, right? Uh, I think ultimately that it is going to uh, that it is going to be essential um, to be fun, be inventive, be creative, be successful on offense for them to be able to get recruits, right? Recruits want to play in a fun system. They want to play in a system that they think benefits them, especially guys on the offensive side of the ball. The defense, he'll have to figure out as he goes about putting together his staff and and what exactly their defensive identity is going to be 
because you can't survive in the SEC playing the brand of defense that they did at UCF under Josh Heupel. They need to keep steel, Graham, and T for recruiting for sure, says Keith Winfrey. Well, we'll talk about T. Martin because he doesn't seem terribly happy about the situation or the way it played out. I don't think he knows the meaning of swagger, says El Boogie 808. I think he was talking about UCF and the fake national champs. So they paid a firm for a coaching search, and the AD calls the guy he previously hired Big Money Tennessee, says Derek. Listen, there's there's always something that Tennessee is going to do that out, to that effect. But ultimately, after hearing Danny White, White after going back and watching some of UCF and kind of understanding you know, what it is, the brand of football that they play, not necessarily air raid, but uh, you know, heavy emphasis on passing, heavy emphasis on creativity with the quarterback, points, yards, all of it. By the way, I called this hire during your show on Monday night. Well, congratulations to you, Kevin. Well done. Um, what I would say to you is a signature win at this point in year one is going to be more important initially than recruiting. Now, I think many of you are going to say that I sound like an ass for saying that because, of course, the strength of your program, the foundation of your program is ultimately going to be based on the talent that you're able to bring in, right? You can't win with a lesser caliber of player. But at this point, what Josh Heupel, Danny White, and the University of Tennessee face is an uphill battle, right? They're pushing, they're pushing, uh, they're pushing a rock up a hill. No pun intended up on Rocky Top. But I would say to you that success in year one, whether it be an upset of a of a team that you weren't supposed to beat, everybody in this chat, myself included, even though I'm not like a, a Vols fan, I'm just a, I'm just an outside media member. Uh, everybody would like to see them beat the hell out of Florida because who doesn't like to watch Dan Mullen lose? If you find it's not going to be Alabama, it's not going to be Georgia, they're going to have to understand, kind of like people didn't seem to understand coming into this year, where exactly they are and that the best thing to kind of juice the recruiting process is not necessarily to go out and to try and and hammer home the fundamentals. I mean, you do, you do I, I don't want to misspeak. You have to hammer home the fundamentals of recruiting, 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 no matter what year it is. But I think initially out of the gate, you've got to show recruits that this offense is going to be fun. You want to show recruits that this offense is going to benefit them. And you want to show recruits that you can use this offense, this thing that you've been hired to create, to produce, to recreate, and to reproduce is going to put you in a position to succeed and have a signature win in year one. I think that's much more important at this point and I think that it will help bring them along further uh, to, to getting to the place in recruiting where they want to be. Because honestly, as we said, we don't know how recruiting is going to be affected by the NCAA violations. This is the cloud that no matter, you know, they've hired the coach, they've hired the athletic director, they're, they're, they're trending towards football season. And the cloud that hangs over all of this is the NCAA. We don't know exactly what's going to come down. So I think that success on the field in year one is going to be more impactful in the long term when it comes to recruiting. I think one feeds the other, and ultimately, as you look to build on that success, recruiting will be your fundamental base, your foundation. But signature wins in year one, or at least one signature win, and evidence that the offense that you were hired to bring from UCF to Tennessee is going to be successful in the SEC, I think that's going to be absolutely crucial for Josh Heupel to be able to get his feet on the ground. Matt King says, agree, good point. Gray going to Oklahoma, says Jeff Sawyer. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Can't believe the boosters are going for that, says Derek Haney. Yeah, I mean, the search firm thing. Like, the bo the boosters are the one who who hired, who who paid all the money for the search firm, right? Like, the, all, all almost all problems in college athletics come because boosters have too much sway. 
Like the boosters are the biggest issue in all of this, I feel, on a regular basis. Exactly. Winning builds recruiting success, says Kevin. Walter Williams, winning breeds winning, and winning brings talent. Needs a big assistant coach hire for recruiting, says Matt King, KPS. El Boogie 808 says Peyton part of recruiting. Peyton's always a part of recruiting. Nicholas says, I appreciate uh, the information you bring us, man. I'm a big fan of A to Z. Well, we appreciate you, Nicholas, for your participation and for your uh, for your, uh, for your loyalty, frankly, um, people on Kiffin do people are on Kiffin do research. Tennessee made a great hire and Ole Miss offense last season is what Tennessee is going to be. Uh, Levy, I don't know who Levy is learned under Hypel offensive coordinator for Ole Miss. Okay. Go Vols. That's from Brian. Go Vols. Excuse me. Not Bowls. <laughs> Go Vols says Brian, uh, Sampson on YouTube. Y'all, Vandy, Memphis, and MTSU are about to dominate the state of uh, Tennessee in recruiting, says Zach Goodman. Heupel destroyed Kiffin both times because they both played in the AAC. People forget that. So, uh, and, you know, they're both in the SEC now, and they'll they'll have different caliber of players, and I think Lane Kiffin is in a good spot, whereas, you know, Ole Miss is on the other side of a lot of their recruiting or their NCAA issues. Now Josh Heupel is going to be tasked with getting Tennessee through this and having all of the scrutiny that comes with Tennessee on that. But that is Josh Heupel's burden to bear. I do think that that signature win is going to be crucial for him to be able to ultimately have recruiting success. Let's now talk about T. Martin, who is very, very upset based on a tweet from Peerless Price of Tennessee Volunteers fame. Uh, Played wide receiver there at the University of Tennessee with T. Martin when they won a national championship. He put out a tweet today, and we're going to talk about it right after I tell you. Actually, I'm going to ask you first the question. Uh, what you think about T. Martin's emotions uh, that he was expressing through Peerless Price, it seems, about not getting the Vols head coaching job. Do you believe that to be fair or foul in the comments on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch, and Periscope? Fair or foul? T. Martin's emotions about not getting the University of Tennessee head coaching job. You guys weigh in, fair or foul, in the comments section. I will tell you about our friends at Brimac Mechanical, where you can go for satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They are the best in the business for that very reason. Chris Hamby, Miss Sherry, their kids, they all work together. It's a family-owned business here in Middle Tennessee, as all are as are all of the businesses that we work with here on the Primetime Show. But Brimac Mechanical will make sure that you don't have to worry about anything in your HVAC life. Brimac.com, B-R-Y. M-A-K, Brimac, Mechanical. Evan C. White says, I like the Hypel hire personally. I get it, but I don't know if it's first head coaching job should be with the Vols. Okay. Love T, but uh, Josh Hypel more qualified. That's from Joey Garland, so I assume Joey is going to say foul there. David Brown says, understandable, but they wanted someone with head coaching experience, and I don't think that's an unreasonable ask. Let's read the tweet from Peerless Price, because that's where all of this is starting. So about eight hours ago, um, he tweeted out, and his Twitter handle is at Peerless the Vol, just got off the phone with my quarterback, T. Martin, and to say my guy is hurting is an understatement. My brother, if my vision was ever clouded, I have clear sight on everything you've sacrificed for our university. Damn the pain in my brother's voice I've never heard before. That's from Peerless Price on Twitter about T. Martin. Is it fair or foul for him to be, it seems, based on Peerless Price's tweet and conversation with T. Martin, for him to be as upset and emotional about not really being in consideration for the University of Tennessee job. LOL, 
says Daniel Wells. No way T is ready for the head coaching job. Tim McGee says fair. Josh Lee agrees and says, I mean, he knows what our offense should be, and I think he would micromanage that like Pruitt did on the defense. Fair, but hope they keep T. That's from Tony Swanson. DeMarie and Ronnie Sneed agree that it is fair for T. Martin to feel slighted. I, I would say that I do feel it's fair um, at first glance. Uh, Mikey Collins says, you make it sound like if we don't get better players, we're not going to win, but we still had a lot of good recruits for the last two years, but we still went three and seven. Yeah. Uh, is it Mickey or Mikey? I'm not sure. Uh, whomever Collins there on Facebook live, I would say to you that, yeah, your coaching stinks and your players are not going to see to succeed as a result. I don't fault the players for how bad Tennessee was last year. Uh, every, every players, more players fail because of coaching than succeed because of coaching. And I think that's what we just saw at the university of Tennessee. That's been the, that's the case in college. It's the case in the pros without question, but I do think it's fair for T Martin to feel the way that he does. Um, because, you know, honestly, he has sacrificed a great deal. He came back to the university of Tennessee. He wanted to make sure they had success. His side of the ball did fail, um, pretty spectacularly. Now that's not his fault. He's not calling the plays. Uh, and he's not the offensive coordinator, when uh, he was working under Jim Chaney and Jeremy Pruitt as a result, and the offense did look bad, right? But he believes, and he has believed since he was being talked about for the USC job, that he is ready to be a head coach. I do think, though, that it is also fair on the side of the University of Tennessee to say that we do want somebody with head coaching experience, and more importantly, well, maybe not more importantly, but also as important, even as I kind of looked at the Danny White hiring his old coach at UCF skeptically, I also value that the two of them have experience working together, have a proven track record together. And yes, they did go six and four this year, as you mentioned, uh, as many of you pointed out to me. But I do think that it is important for the two people who are going to be working directly in conjunction with each other, the athletic director and the football coach, be very, very much aligned. I don't think that Jeremy Pruitt and Phil Fulmer were not aligned, but something fell through the cracks where all these NCAA violations are about to hammer Tennessee, and Phil Fulmer oversaw that. Jeremy Pruitt, sta- Jeremy Pruitt and his staff were a big part of why that happened. Six and four, still a winning record. If he is ready, why isn't? Why aren't other teams calling Daniel Pyro? Why aren't? Not why isn't? Uh, you know, not to be the grammar police, but you know, come on. It's it, I, 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 it, it makes me stop and have to. Uh, you you uh you you make it makes me stop and have to like make sure that I'm saying things correctly. That's the only reason I correct you there, Daniel. Uh, Greg Harp says you never engage someone who's coming from an emotionally overwrought position. There is literally nothing you can say or do to placate them. T, you'll always be important in volunteer lore. We had to have a coach with head coaching experience. It's nothing to do with you personally. So Greg Harp is speaking to T Martin through the Facebook chat and in my voice. So I hope. That T. Martin, who I'm sure is a, a rabid viewer of the AC Sports Primetime Show, although you never know, there's a lot of famous people that watch this show that you guys don't know, but I see on the back end. Um, I see when they pop in the chat, which is always interesting for me. But I will say to you, uh, I will say to you that I, I think Greg Harp sub, summed it up as about as well as as well as it could be. You just needed somebody who has done maybe not this job before, but who has done a job similar to this before, who has been in these positions even if it's not in a fishbowl like Tennessee in a conference like the SEC. It's nothing about T. Martin personally. I know that, I mean, coaches everywhere 
the scrutiny of how many how many African American coaches are not getting opportunities. Uh, it's not just in college; it's certainly in the NFL. Uh, it's it's everywhere, really, outside of the NBA. Um, for for coaches, managers, whatever the case may be, that are that they do not believe that are getting a, f- a fair opportunities to be able to compete in their uh, to be able to compete in their in their profession. Um, and I recognize all of that. I recognize how hurtful that must be if you're on the opposite side of things. But also, you know, I do think that there is very there's a lot of value to having done a job like this before. And it's not T. Martin's fault that the guy that they hired is somebody who Danny White knows very, very well. He doesn't know T. Martin like that. He he only knows that T. Martin was a part of the staff that got Jeremy Pruitt fired, right? That's probably about as much as he knows about T. Martin. Um, and I'm sure he's done a little more homework on that. But ultimately, it's just a bad spot to be in. Just want somebody who won't kiss our fan base's butt and do what's right for the Tennessee program, says Josh. I mean, Danny White doesn't seem interested. He's, he's scolding you on Vol Twitter. He wants nothing to do with it. Uh, Evan C. White says, then build the resume. Uh, does this hire bring back any players that entered the transfer portal, says Jake Reeves? I mean, it hasn't yet. I doubt it. Um, I really doubt it because they're, you know, they they know what's coming too. They know that the this is going to be this is the the program is going to be in a bad spot at least next year. Um, and and I don't blame players for seeking other options that they think they can have more success. I'm not buying into the systemic thing. We offered Charlie Strong the job before Butch says low grade. Well, I mean, you 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 don't have to buy into it. I mean, it's a very real thing. Like people people are more inclined to work with people who look like them. That's it's uh, it's horrible. It's unfortunate. It's the way it's the way that race is always kind of woven into everything that we do, whether it's sports uh, or society. Like you you don't have to buy into it, but there's there's no disputing that. Um, and yeah, and it may and may, it may not even be it may not even be conscious. It may be subliminal uh, when stuff like this happens. But that you know that doesn't help the people who feel like they're qualified for those jobs. And and when we won't spend much more time on that because we don't you know we don't know that 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 is a dynamic that is going there. Coach Corey C says the Vols offered Franklin and Elliot the job, two black guys. So well, Danny White would tell you that they, they that they didn't offer him the job. So I would say, um, you know, it's not just in coaching; it's it's everywhere. It's uh, it's it's literally in every company, um, and every and every facet of of society. Uh, you know that that's really not you can't ignore it. Especially, I mean, you know, we won't we won't get into too much on this. Uh, you believe he just tried to go after the big name guys just so it didn't look like he was going to bring his guy in, and then got heat for not trying to interview the big name guys. Um, I would say that. I would say that that's a good question. I would say that that strategy would make sense. I would also say that there's a lot of big name coaches who aren't interested in what Tennessee has for them right now. They're just not in a good spot for like, honestly, if I'm T Martin, I don't want T Martin. Uh, if, I don't want this opportunity to be my first one. Tennessee is not in a good position, even though they are trying to do the things that they think will put them in a in a uh, in a real position. That's not um, that's not a a job that somebody like Tony Elliott would want. I wouldn't if I was if I was advising Tony Elliott. I would say hell no. This is not the job that you want out of the gate. You want your first coaching uh, job to be successful. That we offered to one guy was technically correct after all the other guys told the search firm 
Uh, they weren't interested, says Dallas Scott. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can take you can take Danny White's words as gospel in that they only offered one and they got their guy and he was their top target the whole time. Um, but it's just it's just not so. So or it just I mean it can't be so. Otherwise, you know, you got bigger issues. And maybe maybe he is the guy to get them through this period of Tennessee football. Um, but it's just not a very attractive gig right now. Uh, Derek Haney points that out on Facebook. What is always attractive is your guys' participation. I am hugely appreciative of it, as always. I will promise you that we will be back to talking. Listen, the coaching searches are not done. The Tennessee Titans still, they have been. there has been no movements made on any staff, anything related to the staff right now. Now, they take a little longer than college football programs do. They didn't finalize their coaching staff last year until February 6th. But there is plenty, plenty of coaching searches to discuss even though the University of Tennessee's has concluded, but their staff is not yet put together. So you know we'll come back to it. You know we'll cover it exhaustively at a to zsportsnashville.com where our great Vols writer, Zach Reagan, is pumping out excellent pieces for you to read. I am going to be back on the Titans grind tomorrow. I've been writing articles in the offseason. Uh, you can check those out also at a to zsportsnashville.com. Great 615 Sessions podcast available to you. Yesterday was Cousin Sal from uh, Bet the Process, from the Jimmy Kimmel Show, from Bill Simmons' podcast, Gambling Degenerate Extraordinaire. Tomorrow, we did a great uh, interview with Teron Davenport, who's down in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl about draft prospects for the Titans. He was literally sitting in the stands at the stadium next to Jim Wyatt when I when I zoomed in with him. So that will be a good one for you guys not only to listen to, but to watch on YouTube at the A to Z Sports YouTube channel. We will also have more information. I'm going to hit up some of my Vols connects down there in Knoxville and see if we can't find out more about this process and everything that brought us to this point with Josh Heupel. It will all be available to you tomorrow in your A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You know we're going to keep pumping out the content. You know we're going to have a good time doing it because you know that we're not tired yet. You guys Always show me that you're not tired with the amount, with the with the fervor, with the passion that you comment in the comment section, and I appreciate that because you're not tired yet. I know that our great sponsors here on the Primetime Show, Two Rivers Ford, Gary Ashton, and Brymac Mechanical, they're not tired yet of providing you great customer service from great local businesses here in Middle Tennessee. I will tell you what, we will be back for our final Primetime Show of the week. We will do it with great energy. We will do it with smiles on our faces, and we will do it at 8 p.m. Central Time or thereabouts. Because I tell you what, fam, the week is almost over, but I'm not tired yet. I'm